the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. Locked on pokes, and we have got a treat for you. Two thirds of the gang is back together Colby Powell and John Hoover of Locked On Sooners joining us here on this Bedlam Week. John, what's going on? Uh, I miss Chisholm not producing the show, huh? <laughs> he should be here pressing buttons, figuring out some way to make us sound better. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I figured it was Bedlam Week. We'd do a little crossover podcasting here with Locked On Sooners and Locked On Pokes as Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Get ready to go at 7 o'clock on Saturday in Stillwater. Uh, John, I assume you're going to be there. It's going to be cold Saturday night. It's going to be like real cold Saturday night, I believe, is the plan. And I'm just not quite looking forward to it. Uh, I can't wait. But uh, the, the problem on my end comes when you're sitting in the press box for four hours and they've got the uh, heat turned up to 85. So I got to dress, dress for like shorts and, and a polo, but I've also got to dress for like winter. So. Yeah, here's what you should do. Wear shorts, no shirt, and like a parka. That way you don't get too hot or too cold. Also, that outfit would be a great conversation starter in the press box. Absolutely. Maybe some zip-off uh, shorts with the legs that come off the bottoms. 100%. 100%. You would be the talk <laughs> of the town in the press box. Uh, all right, let's get to it. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Both teams come in here on little winning streaks. Three for Oklahoma, four for Oklahoma State. John, you obviously are as close to, to OU's football program as anyone. Uh, it was the loss to Kansas State, and then OU has survived, is the word I would use, three weeks in a row. So do you feel confident? Do you, do you feel like this could be uh, a letdown? I mean, OU's a double-digit favorite, again, just as they have mm -hmm. been in its past four games. I mean, do you feel like this is another letdown spot for OU, or do you think they finally figure it out? Yeah, that's an interesting question because uh, they go to they go to Baylor, um, you know, thinking that you know this is a game that they can make up some ground in the college football playoff rankings, and they can take to they can take over first place in the standings in the Big Twelve, and basically lock up a place in the in the championship game. And what do they do? They fall behind twenty eight to three, which, as we all know, is not a score you want to fall behind in a football game. Um, but they, you know, they come out and they're just slogging through, and it's they're not charged up and they're sloppy on offense and they're careless on defense. The next thing you know, it's 28-3 and they got kind of slapped back to reality. So I'm not sure. I don't know what to think of this team other than the inconsistency that we've seen. This is what I wrote about on our website, the thefranchiseok.com, is the the inconsistency is who this team is. It's it's We don't have to ask the question anymore, you know, what's going on because... Lincoln Riley doesn't know. Uh, Alex Grinch doesn't know. Jalen Hurts doesn't know. They're just going to try to keep doing what they're doing. And Colby, what they're doing is they're playing inconsistent, wildly inconsistent, uh, markedly so, from one one quarter to the next. And it's it's got to be maddening for those guys. Yeah, and this is what I'm telling Oklahoma State fans. You, you know, last week, Oklahoma gets up 21 nothing against TCU. The week before, they fall behind 28-3 to against Baylor. They win both of those games by one possession. So a, a lot of times, I think at the end of the first quarter, even at halftime, you have a pretty good feel for a game. And I think if Oklahoma State were to jump out to a quick 14 or 17 nothing lead, I don't think it would matter a ton. I don't think the game is in the bag at that point. And same token on OU's side. Uh, we saw it against Iowa State. We saw it against TCU. Even if they jump out to a big lead early, 14, 17, 21 points, 
uh, they've been putting the ball on the ground a little bit, and I think the game could still flip. So I think this is going to be a, you know, and this is a, a dumb cliche, but a four-quarter football game, not one that you can look at at the end of the first quarter and say, okay, this team really has control. They're doing a lot of things really well because that's just not the way OU's games have played out over the past month. Yeah, um, when it was uh, when it was 21 nothing on Saturday night against TCU, I had told one of my colleagues in the press box I, for the second week in a row, I locked Oklahoma minus the points and when it was 21 nothing he came over and said how you feeling about your lock now at 18 you know uh, tcu plus 18 and i said i'm oh, fine. So you had the tcu side i had the tcu side yeah my yeah i took tcu in the 18 points you know whoever oklahoma is playing if it's a double digit uh spread i'm gonna take the opponent and i don't, I don't care if it's oklahoma state i don't care if it's iowa state baylor tcu i'm taking the other team and the points because i don't think oklahoma is that consistent so he says how do you feel now? You know, plus 18 and you're already down 21. I said, no, I'm only down three. I'm fine. I'll be fine. And sure enough, I mean, TCU came back and outscored them 24-7 the rest of the way. That's just who this Oklahoma team is. Yeah, that's the beauty of having a big underdog is that you're never quite dead. So Oklahoma's a 13-point favorite this week. So you're saying you would lean toward Oklahoma State plus the 13? Absolutely. Lock of the week. Lock of the week plus the 13. I don't know, man. Here, here's the problem w- with me trying to handicap this game. OU won by four last week, but they outgained TCU by something like 300 yards. Mm-hmm. John, I just have to think at some point a player the caliber of Jalen Hurts will just learn to hold the ball against his chest. <laughs> I, I mean, John, what the hell's going on? He's putting it on the ground multiple times every week. Yeah, the the two the 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 two the three giveaways at Baylor were were all on him clearly. Um made a bad throw and then literally left the football on the ground as he was leaving the pocket on a pass rush and then another time got it yanked out because he just didn't have good ball security. Well, the two that are that were that TCU took away, I don't really blame him for those. One was his receiver slipped coming out of his break on the goal line and the guy catches it and goes 98 yards. That wasn't his fault that his receiver slipped. Yeah. And then uh, the other one was as good a football takeaway as I've ever seen, where you dive for a guy, you wrap your arm around the football, and before he's able to hit the ground, you have somehow wrestled the football out of his grasp. So one was just an unbelievable football play. The other was a uh, bad luck uh, by C.D. Lamb slipping on the wet grass. They need to do something about that grass. Good thing for Oklahoma, this one's in Stillwater. Yeah, the uh, the, the play where the, the guy just took it away from Jalen Hurts, was a phenomenal football play. Ball never touches the ground. He just runs up behind him, takes the football away from him. And, you know, they reviewed it for a while, but I, I think it was pretty clear that they got it right. It was out before Jalen Hurts' knee hit the ground. Um, so OU, though, despite the fact that they've had to barely hang on the last few weeks, they have gotten pretty good now at winning close games, John. You know, they weren't really tested for about the first six, seven games of the season. They, they didn't really face any adversity, maybe a little bit being close late in the game against Texas, but they pulled away late. So do you feel confident again then, if Oklahoma State is plus the 13, that if OU gets in another game that comes down to the final two minutes of the fourth quarter, do you feel confident that OU is going to win the game by one, three, four points, whatever the case may be? Yeah, I do. I think Oklahoma is the better football team. I think Oklahoma will win the game. I just think it's going to be a struggle for them. And here's the thing. Here's the beauty of what Oklahoma has done in the past month, the past four games, is that they've had to struggle. They've caused their own struggles now, okay? So there's, there's something to that. But they've had to struggle. They've had to pull out close games. And they've they've done it different ways. But They've done it by coming all the way back. They've done it by blowing the lead and holding on. 
So I do think Oklahoma can win a close game if Oklahoma State is able to make it. The deal with their schedule is this. First seven games, Houston, come on. South Dakota, that's a joke. UCLA, terrible at the beginning of the season, but they figured a couple of things out since then. Texas Tech isn't any good. Kansas isn't any good. Texas, we see what Texas has become. They've, as I wrote yesterday, they've stumbled into mediocrity, deeper and deeper into mediocrity. And then West Virginia. West Virginia isn't any good either. So then you get to the meat of the schedule, and it's, it's Kansas State, and it's Iowa State, and it's Baylor, and it's TCU with a really good defense that is better than their record. I think these last four games have shown that, that the, the first seven games of Oklahoma's schedule were just not any good. I asked Lincoln Riley about that on Monday, and he said, I think the inconsistency's always been there. It's just that we've been able to uh, overcome it. He also said the back half of the schedule is a little bit better than the first half. He's 100% right about that. Yeah, the schedule definitely got tougher for OU. Speaking of great defense, don't look now, but Jim Knowles kind of has it rolling for Oklahoma State for the first time ever in the history of Oklahoma State in Big 12 conference play. They've held four consecutive opponents under 28 points. I don't think that happened Saturday against Oklahoma, but I do think that this defense, uh, you, you know, this defense is pretty much 100% healthy now, which is a big thing that Mike Gundy emphasized uh, yesterday in his press conference. And I think that this is a defense that will be able to give OU a little bit of problems. So I don't think this is one of those games that could get away from Oklahoma State like a 58-23 uh, back in 2015 or 16, whatever year that was. I, I do think this Oklahoma State defense can give OU some trouble. Well, the, I agree. The, the main thing that I'm going to give Oklahoma State credit for is their ability to create takeaways, uh, nine interceptions in a three-game stretch going into West Virginia. And uh, Oklahoma, you look at the Sooners, they're 116th in the country in turnover margin. So their defense is just now starting to figure out how to get the ball out, how to get takeaways. 11 games into the season, they're figuring this out. So um, I'm not uh, I'm not confident in in Oklahoma at all that they'll be able to you know weather a whole bunch of turnovers. Uh, I do think that Oklahoma minimizes its turnovers, but here's the thing against Oklahoma State. Obviously, they've proven that they're really good at takeaways. Sooners don't take care of the football. I don't think they're dead, but if they just get sloppy with it, I think that's going to be the difference in the game. All right, John, good stuff. I'm uh, I'm glad we could get back together, do a little little bedlam talk here, locked on pokes, locked on Sooners. I enjoyed it. Little franchise drive recap is what Absolutely. this was. Absolutely. Chisholm, we miss you. Our hearts are with your heart. <laughs> All right, John, have a good week, and uh, I guess we'll catch up in Stillwater on Saturday. Thanks, Coley. All right, sounds like a plan. Hope everyone enjoyed this bonus edition of Locked On Pokes with John Hoover here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.